Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this Main House production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories to entertain you and ourselves a little bit. And we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil the Great Fire. To tell this story, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. So please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a Merely Role Player's main house production. The Great Fire, Act 3 of 5. I'm Ellie, and I play Percy Byron, the Exile, a Victorian monster hunter and half-sister to Ada Lovelace. Percy tried to time travel to 1666 to stop the summoning of an apocalyptic demon, but something went wrong, and she landed here in the present day. I'm Dave and I play Mick the Mundane. Mick is Sheridan's favourite builder, but his life has been getting weirder since he dug too deep and hit a ley line. I'm Strat and I play Briar the Monstrous. Briar is a shape-shifting fey guardian of the Rosebriar Forest. They take their jobs very seriously, but can get a little distracted if there's mischief to be made. My name's Chris McLennan and I'm playing Ed Kincaid, the Professional. He's a disgraced MI5 agent who's been kicked down to a basement to investigate reports of ghosts and little green men and other things that definitely don't exist. He just wants to file his report and go home. The River Brack burst its banks. Mick can draw magic from ley lines! (laughs) Miss Byron, as I've been saying, our appointment is overdue. Charcoal pit? There's fires burning all the time. We're going to head straight to the oubliette and wait for Bryce to catch us up. I think it'd be the safest place to be. Uh, do we need to leave the door open? Because will Briar be able to come in? This place is magic, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not convinced he's going to be able to come in. Uh, they're going to be able to come in at all. So I, I think we might need to have some kind of, uh, I don't know, do, do phones work down here? <laughs> yeah, it blocks magic. It doesn't block. I mean, it's underground, so you might not have the most signal, but it's... Great, we'll just... Have we'll they just... got a phone? <laughs> <laughs> they have, I believe they might have a walkie-talkie in their Robin Goodfellow form. Yes, that's true. Um, as far as I know, Gwen's the only person that has a walkie-talkie that connects. Yeah. But you know that you you know Briar knows the plan to meet you here, and yeah. Briar yeah. can always knock on the trapdoor. Yeah. So yeah. do the magic knock. Okay, so we're just going to sit tight and hope that, we just have to wait hope for that the... Briar comes. Yeah, we'll set our watches. 
Do you make any start making any plans before Briar gets there? I feel like Briar knows some stuff. Briar's, <laughs> Briar's magic. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Percy. <laughs> Percy thinks that although Briar is tricksy, that they're probably the best bet out of the group of people we have available <laughs> for making a solid plan. They go running around. What? I tried my thing. <laughs> yes, that's my point. <laughs> We've tried your thing. Think I'm awkwardly playing Snake on my phone. <laughs> on your Nokia, Nokia 3210. <laughs> no, no, I've got like a proper top-of-the-line Wizzy phone now. With but... a Snake app. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, even in my new technology, I am old-fashioned in taste. You haven't <laughs> quite progressed to endless runners yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Great, okay, well, Briar, tell us how you make your entrance. <laughs> Briar's going to smash down the doors as a horse. <laughs> they could run straight through it as if they weren't there, but... Having too much fun. <laughs> Mrs. McGrew's going to be livid. Properly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's people behind you who can't walk through walls that you're trying to get in. So they point. need an entrance. Yeah, yeah. And they can't use doors either, I'm pretty sure, demons. So, so that's probably fine. For the second time in something like, you know, five to six months, a horse bursts <laughs> through the front doors of Sheridan Library. <laughs> Far too fun to not which, do. which, by the way, are sliding automatic doors. <laughs> so it's not even like they push back on their hinges. You just smash them completely apart. I think you smash through the glass and then they open. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of whinnying. Mrs. McGrew falls backwards off her chair behind the desk. Yes, whinnying, <laughs> banging and making plenty of noise so the others can hear. And then before the two that are chasing get through the door, little field mouse scuttle under under shelves. Within the weird kind of deadening sound effect of the oubliette, all of the noise that Briar is making, the hoof beats all over the floor, feel almost like they're... You know when you're standing near the speaker stack at a, at a music thing and you can feel the sound in your chest? You're kind of all feeling that. So it's like, it's clear to you that there is a commotion happening upstairs. Sounds like Brian. <laughs> I was just about to beat my high score. <laughs> I can go get him. I'll go. I'll just poke my head out at the trap door and see what's going on. Okay. I offer you a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I should take that as well. Poke my head up. Uh, you poorly po- point the pistol through, like wobbling it around because <laughs> I'm not very good with it. <laughs> um, roll plus sharp to read um, a bad situation. Uh, that is not good. It is a six. Mark experience. Ooh. Yay! Mick pushes up through the trapdoor, and while you're kind of managing, you know, the hand that is pushing the trapdoor mm-hmm. and the hand holding the gun and mm-hmm. getting yourself all sorted out, the hand of Dennis Grantham reaches into the now open trapdoor, grabs you by the scruff of the neck, and hauls you out. <laughs> Charlton Abbott grabs you and, like, is doing his best to throw you over his shoulders in a fireman's carry and carry you out of the library. Oh boy. I'll kind of kick my legs a bit. (laughs) 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 I will be lying out of that trapdoor. Yeah. Percy and Kincaid are both up and out. I'm looking at the ceiling to see if there is any sort of fire dispersal Mm -hmm. system in the building. Absolutely, yeah. It's an an old building. It's been converted, but a modern sprinkler system is naturally a prerequisite of a public building. Well, presumably the ceiling is too high to do the old lightning the thing <laughs> trick, so I guess I'm looking for a fire alarm to set off. I mean, Charlton and Dennis are both leaking smoke, but yeah, it doesn't look like it's quite enough to trigger it by itself, so that you might need a way to hasten it along. There are, like, break glass in case of fire 
things by the main doors. You have to sort of go past them to get to them, but they're, they're there. I mean, that's all good. I'll leg it that way. One of them's carrying him, so it can't be that far. <laughs> Great. Uh, roll plus cool to act that's under good. pressure. That's the thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> that's better. Eight, so 11. I keep, uh, I've trained on the one that isn't carrying him, because that's my backup <laughs> plan to create more smoke, is shoot him in the leg. I was thinking, that's only a plan I know that's in there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, once I realised that they're paying more attention to him, I just sprint towards the fire alarm and then just hit it with the, the rifle. The sprinklers in the ceiling of the library start spraying. No, in fact, it's a library, so the fire suppression system might be a, like a CO2 rather mm. than a water. They wouldn't want to destroy the books, no. would they? Calisterius certainly wouldn't let them. No, he certainly wouldn't. I tell you what, it's powder. Oh, God. So, like, there is just this whoomp and a cloud of fire suppressant powder just drifts down from the ceiling and lands over everything. This is a better prank than Bri could have ever heard. <laughs> Mouse currently underneath all the shelves just going, yeah. It lays over Charlton and Dennis. You see both of them, like, take an intake of breath, breathe in some of the powder, and it kind of stops them in their tracks as they sort of clutch their chests. Charlton drops Mick. I was going to say, I was going to use that to yeah. get away, but if he's just going to drop me, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kincaid, mark experience for protecting Mick. Yay! Should we go back inside? <laughs> yeah, everyone back. Back in the trapdoor, and if you can, bring them with you. The people? Yeah, because I think the demon will be kicked out if they're in the oubliette. I'll try and pick one up. They're, they're, you can do that. They're, they're, all, they're just old men now. Yeah, they're just they're still warm, like they're still they're still radiating more heat than a body should be, but they're not burning and they're not heavy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to drag one of them towards the trapdoor. Yeah, I will grab the other. Yeah, there's kind of like a comedy Chuckle yeah. Brothers moment where I'm at the bottom trying to crash <laughs> one and lands on top of me. We bundle them all in. The Oubliette trapdoor shuts behind you all. Briar, did you come in? Uh, Briar spent a little bit of time playing in the snow. <laughs> um, Made a little snow angel. Yeah. In field mouse form. <laughs> I was thinking a little stoke stotting through yeah. the... How they jump from through the snow. But, um, yeah, we're waiting for a bit going, I swore I heard a horse, but like, <laughs> maybe... I think it hasn't been in the Oubliette yet, mm, I don't think. dip a toe in. <laughs> so, yeah, they're kind of going to go good fellow for this and just... I think li- literally dip a toe, like a boot in, and see what happens. Mm, what does happen? When it passes the threshold. So you don't feel anything as you just dip a toe mm-hmm. in. So it's probably okay then. So with complete confidence, I'll say, <laughs> jump in. Okay. As the trapdoor shuts, Briar, you pop into little green goblin form. Hmm. This is not what I wanted to be. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate humans and all the things they can make. <laughs> Visit Calisterius where I can be something else. <laughs> so the four of you and the, I think probably now unconscious forms, <laughs> unconscious and no longer smoking, powder-covered forms of Charlton and Dennis are in the oubliette, in the eerie quiet. Oh great, we saved them. We just leave them here until we've dealt with... Yeah, I don't know what would happen if we took them out again. Well, when you were out, could you hear your voice again? Good question. Yeah, I think you felt that yeah, connection yeah. waking back up. Right. So it doesn't fully sever. It's just while it they're in here. It's just while they're in here. So they're safe in here. We just leave them. So they live here now. 
<laughs> we just need well, to just put all the town in here. Yeah. I'll take the cow. <laughs> right, well, at least we know we can't be overheard mm-hmm. while we're here. And we also know how to really annoy Briar, which is bring him in here. I am never coming in here again. <laughs> She's like the, I, the most claustrophobic I've ever felt. All right, well, let's try and make this brief then. But do you, So the, the powder hurt, stopped them? Or power them down a bit. Yeah, I think it, I think it dampened them. So we need to make the all the hot people wet or or powdered <laughs> or sanded. It's phrasing. <laughs> and the big the big one too. <laughs> I think using firefighting methods on people who are possessed clearly has a, a positive effect, but doesn't. Well, she's not usually a big person. Word sure. <laughs> That's what I said. Smarty pants. <laughs> Just summarising, Nick. <laughs> I know you've had a rough day. Your van will be fine. Um, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think that's going to be enough to stop the the demon. That that needs more. Yeah, we need more. More ironically, firepower. But you feel like there's a bigger, bigger thing at work here, like more powerful than just get it really really fired off <laughs> I, just, I just don't know honestly it's been living in my head for so long now I'm finding it hard to to think clearly on it I, I, but I think that that's the only tactic we have at the moment I mean we know what it's like when it's possessing someone do we know what it's like in its own form Percy saw it in 1852 marching through Rosebriar Forest towards Order HQ mm. Briar as guardian of the forest probably would have seen it then as well what you saw back then was a humanoid figure the size of a human but made entirely of bright flame armored in like a breastplate braces and greaves that the fire seemed to kind of run through and cycle around mm. I think, Percy, one of the last things that you would have seen before, like, sequestering yourself in the HQ for the time travel experiment, was it unfurling flaming wings that were sort of a number of times bigger than the figure itself. So I guess I'll relay that information. (laughs) Sounds pretty scary and big. Yeah, I I feel like the thing to do would be to immerse it in a body of water. I was going to say, all you're doing is starving the flame so either that mm. will starve it of air mm. and then destroy the armor as extra collateral <laughs> if there's a way to do that yeah yeah i mean the armor seemed to kind of be part of it from what i can remember it didn't look i mean we could do something with it maybe i don't um, want to touch it i think it would be quite hot hmm. but if we if we put it in the water i suppose it'd still be hot for a bit but if it's in there for long too big for you as well <laughs> oh now is there a body of water we, we can't I don't know how we would bring it to a body of water but we are going to meet it so why is there a way we can bring a body of water to where we're meeting there's a lot of water around at the moment because all the flooding is there some way to channel it all into the charcoal pits well I suppose we could do some sort of spell to suck it all in the ground and then spit it all back out where we want it to be I could probably work out how to do that. Would that dry the town out as well? Because that's a nice well, bonus. Yeah, be careful about the pond. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't dry that out. But, um, yeah, that's probably doable. 
either that or we can just get it to chase us into the water. Probably not going to be that stupid. I mean, I'm really annoying. I could probably... <laughs> Irritate it into the lake? Yeah. But, I mean, it wants to hang out with Percy, right? So she could stand where we need it to go. Yeah. And um, we can do some magic, Mick. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Alright, lovies. It's me, Matt, your compare. While the players are getting ready for their next scene, why don't we take a quick look at the programme? I had to find this out from my own podcasting app, Pocket Casts, because I don't keep close enough track of these things, but apparently this is our 250th episode. I think that counts a couple of trailers and things, but still, I'm, I'm taking the win. Like I say, I don't keep close enough track of these things to have thought out anything in advance in terms of a way of marking the milestone, but if you've enjoyed any of those 250 episodes, maybe this is a good moment to give us a review somewhere. Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Apollo, all of those places are good places to drop us a little review, say something that you liked about the show, tell people an episode that you think they should try, that kind of thing. Next, pitch submissions are open now for the next Interactive Soup event. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, this is a community funding event for interactive performance, uh, however you interpret that. The event itself is going to be on the 13th of June, and we're taking pitch submissions up until the 15th of May. There's a link in the program notes to a form where you can tell us how you'd use roughly sort of between 200 and 300 pounds to benefit an interactive performance that you're working on or the interactive performance community in general. Once that 15th of May deadline goes past, we check through everything that's been submitted, just double check that all of them do actually qualify as being about interactive performance, then randomly select four or five of the eligible pitches to come along to the event in London on the 13th of June and pitch to the audience. Everybody at the event will have bought a £5 ticket and all of those £5s go into a pot and whichever pitch wins the vote at the end of the event gets that pot. Also, on the subject of pots, there will be soup. So if you've got an interactive performance project ongoing that just needs a little bit of an extra boost, previous pitch winners have spent the money on things like subsidising tickets for people on zero-hours contracts or buying an audio recorder so they could do field recordings out and about, that kind of thing. Get that pitch in by the 15th of May and you could find yourself on stage with a mic on the 13th of June pitching for roughly 200, 300 quid depending on how many people buy tickets. Finally, her character's been evicted from the Big Brother house on the feed our weird Big Brother video role-playing game that we've been posting up on our Instagram. But she's still a friend of the show. 
Here's Fiona to tell you about her podcast, What Am I Rolling? Hey, listen. Do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website, that's www.wairpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, adventurers need not apply. And now, please close your programme and return to your seats in the main house. Act 3 of Vigil, The Great Fire is about to recommence. couple of things. I'm interested in, like, Percy's thoughts and what Percy's priority is this time. Like, is Percy just thinking, this is an enemy that needs to be defeated? Or is Percy at all kind of... Is there any conflict in Percy's mind thinking about, like, the offer that it has oh, made? Oh, definitely. I think it's been in her head for months and has successfully worn her down to the point of feeling temptation, which for Percy is... Making a, it has made a big dent proportionally to how strong her mind is. So I think Percy's firstly super pessimistic about all of this and thinks nothing's going to work, but also wants to hear what the actual terms of the offer are, because if they are enticing enough with enough sort of damage limitation, she thinks she can, similarly to how she did with Briar many, many years ago, broker a deal that will have her coming out on top. The secret she can somehow outsmart the demon into making a deal that will leave things better than they started. Great. So it sounds like Percy would like an opportunity to talk yeah. before the gun's blazing. But it sounds like that might fit with the plan anyway, if you want some sort of distraction. Yeah. So the other thing is, shall we design a big magic ritual? Yes. To yes siphon, siphon all of the flood water in the town and dump it into the charcoal pit. Yeah. Well... Briar's thought of how it could work mm-hmm. and why they wanted to get Mick involved is if Briar can suck all the water down into the earth, into the ground, which is kind of their domain, there are ley lines running all around the place and something's going to need to be used to direct it. And Mick seems to have some way of linking directly to that, which Briar won't have. And the idea would be suck it all down, ley line, and then mm-hmm. blast it up beneath the thing like a big geyser just suddenly go amazing yeah i love this how aware is mick that any of the things you do are magical does he just think oh i'm a bit faster than i thought i was uh and does he just sort of reckon he might be able to ride a van or like does he go oh well briar has blurted out in front of me (laughs) Like mixed drawing magic out of ley lines, like just today. Yeah, but, but yeah, like but... how the voice, like how accepting of you are of that. Just like yeah, I, I just think that's the building. Explanation. That's, that's why Mick was happy to go and try and mm-hmm. like write the van. He was like, "This stuff's happened to me, mm-hmm. so maybe I do have something." So he's kind of happy to try stuff because mm-hmm. you know, what what's worse can happen. Great. <laughs> if the charcoal pit's not on a ley line. <laughs> <laughs> We've also discussed before how how Mick just tends to accept whatever his new circumstances are without question (laughs) fair enough (laughs) this is my life now I'm fine (laughs) 
a, sta- a good kind of standard one, the spell needs to be cast at a particular place. I mean, it needs to be on a ley line, maybe at a convergence of ley line. Or would we need one that's low down so that the water would... Or is it just going to oh, suck yeah. it through just the suck it Or like suck it like a whirlpool. Go <laughs> 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 down like a plug hole. Yeah. And we helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the abbey is a good place because we established that's it kind of below water, below the sort of water level. It makes sense as well that the abbey would have been built on a convergence mm-hmm. of ley lines because it used to house a coven of witches. It did oh, indeed. Right, so are there any other homes we can destroy <laughs> <laughs> in the course of this ritual? <laughs> really... Get it all done. <laughs> I don't think the Abbey's going to be destroyed. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Depends on how we manage it. I so, live there. Please be careful. So here's a specific thing. Can't catch a break, this Abbey. <laughs> here's a specific danger that it's going to involve is that, like you said, this is about like using Mick's connection to the ley lines and mm-hmm. using him as a kind of a connection to get the water into that system. Mm-hmm. Mick's going to need to be in contact with the, the ground to do this, but at that specific place means that Mick is going to need to be underwater for a period of time because that area is still pretty badly flooded. So you're going to need to like swim down and get in contact with the ground to be used as this conduit to push the water into the ley lines. And I need some heavy shoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And those old-fashioned diving suits. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a very... We're talking about moving a very large amount of water into what can be used as a kind of a, a conduit for physical matter, but are you more usually used as conduits for energy or power. Mm. So it's going to take some time. Like this is going to take probably several hours to cast. Of me being underwater. For a large part yeah. of it, you would need to be. So either you would need specialist equipment or you'd need mm-hmm. to keep coming up and back down. Mm-hmm. Just um, a scuba mask with the really long mm-hmm. pole yeah. bit. Pole yeah. bit. You know, <laughs> the straw. Are you talk about a snorkel. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. snorkel. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, and finally, you know uh, what I <laughs> finally, somebody, and by default this will have to be Briar because Kincaid and Mick can't do it, mm-hmm. will have to use the use magic move yep, sure. uh, as part of this to actually get it going. Yeah. As that Mick's just like, right, I need to go into the water and just work out how to do magic. Yep. Just, just yep. do it. Just go down there and try. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. You need yeah. to just sort of like be going with whatever Briar is doing. Yeah, just got to feel the feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, don't don't fight it, man. I can help you out if you want. Percy uses runes carved into her skin. I don't want to do that. Do you want me- <laughs> <laughs> Look, I draw the line. I could brand you. And then that sounds awful too. Okay. I think I've been pretty chill about this whole magic thing up until now. <laughs> it's very helpful. Well, you could be on standby. For if it's going badly. Sure. <laughs> so it sounds like the plan that is kind of coming to uh, coming together is Percy will speak with the demon and keep it talking, keep it distracted. For several hours. <laughs> Potentially. Contract negotiations yeah. can yeah. take a while. Well, we also presumably need to get it somewhere where... Well, you, the point of this plan is you can kind of make the water appear wherever mm-hmm. you need it. That doesn't have to be on a lake. No, it'll okay. travel through them, but you can make that happen at the charcoal pits if that's yeah. where you want this. And they're low lying place. as well, so that should be fairly easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Briar and Mick are going to be doing the magic. What is Kincaid's role in this going to be? I still kind of feel the need to, to make sure <laughs> Mick doesn't die yeah. in any of this absurd my <laughs> <laughs> apparently magic cousin. <laughs> it makes hey, sense. you know who could get you some gadgetry to help Mick breathe underwater? 
I don't want to call them. <laughs> oh, and we could have comms. Comms would be good. Yeah. With Mick Underwater and me. Because then I'd know how much longer I need to keep talking for and so on. Yeah, you're always going on about this MI doodad and how <laughs> good it was when you were in the good books. And yeah, how when I was in the good books. <laughs> oh, maybe you can bring them up and tell them that you need to be in the books again. I can pretend you've captured me if you like. I could have a word with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would go great. <laughs> They're going to make me put you in a cage and they're going to do all kinds of stuff to you. So I wouldn't divulge that you even exist. Oh. That would be my suggestion. Especially while you're stuck like that. Yeah, no, but they're not here. They'd have to take me out of here to get me in the cage. And then I'll be a cow. <laughs> and they'd be none the wiser. <laughs> nope. I'm Asian course. And I'm underground, so there's no bars on my <laughs> old phone. <laughs> Pop out. <laughs> Go up to the, the snow-covered library yeah, and make, make some calls. Mrs. Mrs. McGrew's got a broom. <laughs> I still regard Mrs. McGrew with incredible suspicion because everyone looked a bit worried when she went down. Yeah. I was like, what do you know that I don't? And also, she didn't leave when everyone else yeah. did. Mm-hmm. As soon as the um, the thing pops open, mm-hmm. by the way, Briar wants to get out. No. Yeah. Can Briar <laughs> just get not. out? No. Uh, yeah, once the trapdoor is open, you have access to your magic again. So if you want to just turn into something that flies and pop out the trapdoor, you can do that. Oh, as quick as <laughs> as quick as humanly possible. But as quick <laughs> I as try and grab him and sort of shove him. <laughs> quick as fey possible. Briar <laughs> is out of there and just like turning into bird, cat, mouse, <laughs> dog. Just like oh, I can be all the things again. <laughs> like checking your pockets. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, everything's oh, still here. I still got all my stuff. Percy's shouting, don't talk about the plan outside of the oubliette. <laughs> Kincaid gets on the phone to deal with the agents. Indeed. Uh, so I roll plus sharp and uh, try and convince them to bring me what are we after, apart from scuba things. Scuba gear. Yeah, with anything. I mean, to be use. fair, like. <laughs> I'm not even here on work, yeah. so... Like, they're also going to be like, you're in like a town in the middle, like you're not, why would you want school again? Yeah. They are constantly after Percy though, so you, you could definitely... Yes, they do know I am meant to be at least me surveilling yeah. people here. And yeah, yeah, comms kit would be good. Waterproof. <laughs> right, I'll try and hit him up for a... That's not, that's not good, that's oh, a strong five. No. <laughs> it's a good session for old Kincaid. <laughs> you could luck it. I could... Mm, how much luck have you yeah, spent? Yeah, I'll luck it. I spent no luck. Ooh. Mm. What does your luck do? When you spend luck, your next mission from the agency comes with tons of red tape. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that next time you're on the show. <laughs> I mean, like, he's already in the mode where he presumes that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah. so. Kincaid speed dials the number for his superior, codenamed U. The, you hear the phone pick up, but they they wait for you to speak first. Hello, uh, it's Kincaid from the you know the paranormal defense department. Um, how are you doing? How's things? My day was going rather well, actually, Kincaid. I'll be out of your hair just as quick as you get me some scuba gear and some uh, communications equipment to show you down. Scuba equipment. Scuba equipment, yeah. And Sherry down. Now-ish. In the next couple of hours. Uh, 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 Kincaid, in light of your performance on your last field action, 
in that town. Pretty good, huh? In light of the fact that the material you obtained continues to baffle the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory. That sounds like a you problem to me, but go on. Well, I am you. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm trying to say. In light of that, I am obliged to offer assistance and aid in this circumstance. But be aware, Kincaid, that this favour is unlikely to last. Don't don't know what I need it for yet. It might be be even better. Expect a drop today. Thanks, and I'll see you later. Soon, though. I need it soon. Like, we've only got a couple of hours. Heli chopper. I cannot stress that enough. I don't need the heli chopper. That's just how I need you to bring it. Well, I mean, could have gone better, could have gone worse. You didn't sound keen. We might get the stuff. Ribbit. (laughs) (laughs) And I head back down the hatch. Theoretically, we've got some scuba gear. Excellent. So I go to the abbey. Yep. Percy's going to go to... Charcoal pits. Charcoal pits. Mm. Then we leave Percy on our own with some fire demons. Does that feel okay? <laughs> well, unless Kincaid's going with her. It depends how proficient you are with scuba gear. Not <laughs> been on holiday. <laughs> I reckon I can work it out. I guess it also depends when it arrives. <laughs> yeah, there's no point in Percy going to the meet until the, the gears at least arrives. We know it's going to be a couple of hours from the gear arriving. So. We can fast forward to a point where you have mm. the gear. You know that you have that. The light is fading, it's getting towards the end of the day, uh, when a, a chopper land, or doesn't actually fully land, because there's nowhere where the ground is like solid enough at this point, but like hovers down to as close as it can get to landing without landing, and somebody inside chucks a couple of like white cases out, and it takes back off again. I guess we lug them in the van. <laughs> Or you just place them really can. Wouldn't we just get to do the drop at the Abbey? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. They didn't seem keen on bringing the at all. I think we just got that. No, no, over here. <laughs> no, just, yeah. just There's them. about an hour of me beckoning them close to Just follow the van. Just bring it in. It'd be good, I think, if uh, we get the Abbey end set up and then I go yeah. to the mm-hmm. charcoal pits. And there's a couple of things I want to pick up from my lab room. Percy has been working on ways that there might that what ways might work to defeat this demon of course she has so she's got a few bits that she needs to collect dusk falls the moon rises on a clear night reflecting off all of the waterlogged ground of sheridan as our hunters assemble and the most important thing michael don't die in a lake because i'll never hear the end of it from mum so (laughs) Well, you taught me so well how to use the scuba gear. I'm sure I'm going to be fine. This goes in your mouth. That goes on your back. Don't come up too fast. Don't die in a lake. Okay, I'll remember those rules. It'll be fine. I'll look after him down there. I don't know what I was worried about. I pick up my many very effective weapons. Shall we go and have a chat with this? Whatever it is. Yes. You can't speak much. Well, actually, we shouldn't speak much. I'll wink. <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe Percy's a bit of a distance away so that I can't overhear anything. 
Mick waves, Kincaid walks over to join Percy and they head off in the direction of the charcoal pits. Briar and Mick, it's time to initiate some really big magic. Possibly the biggest, most consequential magic we've seen. It's going to go great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at magic. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like Mundane really (laughs) is going to sum Mick up after this. (laughs) I think Mick's like sitting on a bit of wall, dangling his feet in the water, fully suited up with the scuba gear on. Have I got bare feet? Because do I need full ground? And I feel like to get better ground purchase, I'll go barefooted. Okay. I'm mm. just enjoying the cold water. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's cold. And it's you can see like it's very cloudy as well. There's kind of soil floating in it. Um, it's not the nicest. Yeah. Uh, Brian, could you go and like scout that out for me? So I'm not swimming around looking. <laughs> looking for what? Wherever I need to be. Oh, or you just you anywhere just, on the floor is just, okay. Yeah, just the floor's fine. Um, few tips about magic. It's more about how it's it's up in your. It's not quite your mind. You know, there's that bit between your body and your mind. There's that kind of that third bit that's always there, but you. No, you don't. Do. Um, <laughs> close your eyes and think of ley lines. <laughs> that I can do. <laughs> Keep touching the floor. Um, you'll probably see and hear a lot of weird stuff. The important thing about magic is not to panic. As I think Kincaid said something about scuba diving uh, about that as well. So don't panic. If you see anything weird, that's good. Oh, and finally, the most important thing at all, no matter what happens, never... And Brian pushes him into the water. <laughs> Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.